Good morning. I'm going to talk about how to apply the concept of emptiness in our practice. When you think of one Buddhism, what comes to mind? <laughs> For most people, yeah, the image of one circle comes to mind. This is called Il-Wan-Sang. It symbolizes the source of truth and the Buddha nature within ourselves. How does this relate to us? Why do we have this one circle image in our meditation hall of each and every one temple? We enshrine this Ilwansang in our meditation halls to use as a reminder of our practice. This image symbolizes our true nature, originally free from discrimination and attachment. This is the meaning of emptiness in terms of our mind. Irwan-san reminds us that we need to keep an empty mind when we see, hear, taste, touch, and think. Let me explain what this means. To help you understand, I'll share an old story with you. One day, a Korean Buddhist monk named Won Hyo was traveling to China to further his study of Buddhism. As night fell, he was so tired and thirsty. He found what he thought was a cave and crawled in. As he groped across the ground in the dark, he hand, his hand touched a bowl full of water. So he picked it up and drank before going to sleep. He was grateful for water. When he woke the next morning, he discovered, he discovered the bowl was not a bowl at all, but a skull full of water. He realized that he had slept in a tomb and, so, and was so disgusted, and he vomited and ran from the tomb. At that moment, he was awakened. The water he drank from the skull did not change. What changed was his perceptions, his perception of the water. Our thoughts create what is good or what is bad. That means 
our perception places value on what is considered good and what is considered bad. But they may be neither. Our entire life experience is a creation of our mind. We view the world through our thoughts. As one thought appears, everything appears accordingly. As one thought disappears, everything disappears accordingly. The nature of all things is neutral, neither good nor bad. There's, no, there's neither good nor bad before a thought arises. However, when a thought arises, we create our own world through all our memories, expectations, reactions, and so forth. We label and discriminate things and become attached. This is the root of suffering. This happens both internally and externally. Internally, it creates the sense of unchanging I, and externally, it projects the concept of other. We must realize that the cause of suffering is not in sense object, but in our habitual discrimination and attachment. In other words, the senses and the sense objects themselves not a problem, but our attachment. People often react differently to the same situation. If we look closely, we can see that it is not the situation that troubles us, but our perspective. It is not an event that makes us feel happy or unhappy. We may experience sadness, stress, or excitement because of our swirling thoughts about the event. If an external, external situation is cause of suffering, we will need to avoid or remove it. However, if our discrimination and attachment are the cause of suffering, we do not have to avoid or eliminate it, but rather use it as an opportunity for practice and growth. Sotesan, the founding master of One Buddhism, said, in order to cultivate the true meditation, we must learn to discipline our mind amid thousands of sensory conditions and gain the great strength that is not disturbed by such conditions. Our practice is to nurture the empty mind 
and use it in any situation. We can make progress in our practice when we have this clear standard of how to use our mind. If we keep this in our mind, every moment can be an opportunity for practice and growth. Therefore, we must always check our mind to see if we are being led by discrimination or attachment. No matter how difficult a situation we may be facing, it is possible to take a step back and be aware of our mind and to the state of our original nature. This is the place where we can always return and take a refuge. Let me tell you how to use our minds in more detail. When we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch, we should practice doing so without discrimination or attachment. This principle must be applied in any situation. We can then experience emptiness. We can build internal strength that is not disturbed by any conditions and also see things as they are. What if we see this with no thought. There is only the scene. There's no thought of I or of form. As it says in the Heart Sutra, form does not differ from emptiness. Form is emptiness. We are one with our form. If we hear this sound with no thought, then There is only what is heard. Sound does not differ from emptiness. Sound is emptiness. We are one with the sound. Our mind rests in equanimity as well as in the realization of emptiness. When we dislike someone or something, let us practice no thought. Having no thought is different than ignoring the thing or the person. For example, let's say you happen to meet someone, or someone on the street you don't like and want to keep your mind empty you might want to ignore that person as if you do not 
see him or her. By ignoring that person, can you really say that you cultivate an empty mind? To practice with an empty mind is to actually see the person without judgment. Your mind is like a mirror and reflect things as they are. Of course, negative thoughts or emotions related with that person will arise. But we don't have to worry thoughts, good or bad, or good or bad will arise. What we must be concerned about, however, is if we are not aware of our thoughts. If we are not aware, aware of our thoughts, then thoughts become like a dream we have while we are awake. Whereas dreams are the thoughts that we have while we are asleep. In other words, we will be trapped in our thought and we will be slaved to our thought. We will be suffer from our thought. Depending on our self-awareness, we might or might not be pulled by our discrimination or attachment. As we practice being aware of thoughts, the power of awareness becomes stronger until we are free from our thoughts. I believe Shakyamuni Buddha, Sotesan, and enlightened masters all practice this way. They are enlightened to the emptiness of the mind, not with discrimination and attachment. They were aware of all thoughts arising in their mind and saw clearly into the cycle of suffering. Therefore, they were free from all suffering and distress. This is where great compassion emerges. When we become free from suffering, we want to help others become free from suffering too. By looking closely at the true nature of this world and practicing meditation, we can see that all things occur only in our minds. Through practice of emptiness, I hope we can end our discrimination and attachment and be free from suffering. Thank you. Thank you.